welcome back more like welcome back to me it's been a little while since i feel like i've been present on this platform i know i released an episode at the correct time i suppose and it was for a school assignment and so it wasn't totally in the same i guess like realm i think it 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 was but it was just like a different structure and like a little bit heavier and so I know I promised a little bonus episode which <laughs> I think I over committed myself to um as I was in finals week and I was like oh like you know I can cram out a little a fun little episode and have it released this week and alas I could not achieve this little goal so apologies for that but I'm really excited to have one for you today and I think I might even pre-record a couple for the month of December because I'm going home this week for a couple weeks um, to have some time with my mama and some other loved ones. And so uh, there will be more, there will be more episodes in December um, and I'm hoping that they'll be fun. I don't quite know what they'll be yet, but if you have any suggestions, please feel free to reach out to me. Otherwise, I'm thinking I might do one Um, in relation to a lot of what I studied this semester. This semester was a lot. (laughs) It was, it was a lot academically, but it was also probably the most stimulating semester that I've had ever. It was my first time being like fully back in person in all of my classes, and so it was quite a big shift energetically, Um, and Yeah, it took me a while to, like, get into the rhythm of things, which is in alignment with today's episode themes. We're going to be talking about seasonal patterns, energy shifts, how to romanticize routine without completely abandoning your sense of reality. And so I wanted to talk about this in relation to the past season of my life, like this this past fall, we're coming into winter, late fall, early winter. Um, And I wanted to take the time to just like do some personal reflections on what this past season was like for me, what I learned, some things that weren't helpful, some things that were really transformative for me, um, and hopefully just like have a fun, sweet little convo about what seasonal transitions do to our mental health and how we can grapple with that in some sweet ways and also some fun and playful and maybe a little therapeutic ways. I think for a long time I had this idea that like I needed to have the same amount of energy every season because I'm the same person every season so why couldn't I be as creative or as imaginative or as energetic or as social um during the winter that I am in the summer, for example, or even the opposite. I know like I put a lot of pressure on myself in the summer to be super productive, do all these cool things, make connections. Um, And it kind of takes away from the actual sweetness of the summer sometimes because I'm so focused on like FOMO, (laughs) which I know I've talked about a little bit before. Um, But I think that comes up in different ways. It manifests in a lot of different ways depending on the season. And so, like, something I've learned and I'm still learning with these seasonal transitions, which are often really difficult for me, um, of just, like, leaning into a slower, gentler rhythm, no matter what the season, even if it's spring, if it's summer, 
like leaning into a slow rhythm to begin with and sort of like easing myself into the waters of this new period of time. Um, even if I associate that season with like high energy and doing things, I think just like starting it off gently and slowly and like actually just testing out the waters and seeing, okay, how am I feeling at this period of time? What can I do to bring in some more gentleness? How can I find myself feeling sturdy and feeling grounded in different ways? In the beginning of any transition, just like really allowing yourself to slow down and do things with ease and with gentleness and really paying attention to what you crave throughout every given day and what maybe you don't have energy for. And I think it's really easy to feel stuck and feel trapped and stagnant in these lower energies and less motivation that a lot of us, I think, have in this current season of like fall, winter. And for me, I feel like when I get into this like mindset of, oh, I'm so stuck, I'm so stagnant um, because I just have so much less energy. There's a lot of work I have to do. There's a lot of study I have to do. Um, And I tend to get into self-sabotage mode during these transitional times like not paying attention to my body and my intuition and choosing the sort of like easy route of numbing my feelings of overwhelm in different ways, whether that's like rewatching a show or um, not drinking enough water throughout the day or just like doing things that don't actually allow me to fully process these feelings and rather distract me from them. Romanticizing my routine has been like a really cute little way of easing myself into these new rhythms of a new season, establishing routines that I can feel steady in, in both the morning and at night. Um, For me during the fall, in the morning it was like waking up early enough to make myself a coffee and read my book for at least like 20 minutes before I left to go to class, Um, or bringing my book with me to read on the bus and making time to stop for a coffee if I felt like I needed the extra sleep in time that morning. So really just like taking it day by day and still having that like sort of established routine with enough wiggle room for me to not feel like that was like an obligation for me to partake in that day. So it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a job. It's like this is like a little pleasure that I can bring in to my day and make it a little bit easier, a little bit gentler on me. So I think really just like reflecting on what you crave, what you desire, what will bring you those little pleasures throughout the day, whether it's a coffee in the morning or some time to go for a little walk before you head to class if you're in school just taking it day by day and allowing yourself the wiggle room to change how you present yourself every day like for me this was a really interesting thing in going back to in-person classes and feeling that not quite pressure but like a little bit of internalized pressure about what I should wear to class and like how people were going to perceive me because I also I am part of like quite a fashionable program um all the people most of the people in my program are queer and like super beautiful and so everyone shows up like often looking like an absolute snack and so there's often like this pressure that I give myself of like oh like I gotta look super cute today when I go to class and you know I got over this pretty quickly (laughs) because it's also it's fall as we're talking about like there's these transitions happening I'm more tired I have less energy I'm a little bit chaotic in my brain and so I don't always have the time to put together a beautiful snazzy outfit Um, so this was like kind of a fun practice for me to like choose what to wear based on like what most felt easeful and comforting and grounding. So some days that might've been cowboy boots and like a ball gown (laughs) 
And other days it might just be like a big hoodie with a comfy coat and some ripped jeans. And so I think the taking it day by day has been revolutionary for me. And it sounds very simple and sounds quite overused, I think, of just like taking it day by day, taking your time, not getting too ahead of yourself. But as someone who is a huge overthinker and also puts a lot of pressure on planning and doing things right and maximizing experiences, um, whether that has to do with fashion or with academia or with going out with friends or whatever it is, it was really helpful for me to just like really slow down and give myself the permission to actually just like play it moment by moment and see, okay, how can I show up in this day in whatever way that means that feels authentic and feels useful to me. And in relation to the self-soothing activities that I talked about before, whether it's like re-watching a particular show or fixating on a certain food or listening to an artist that's maybe nostalgic for us, it's a struggle sometimes to balance our interactions with these things. And for me, I know I tend to like hyperfixate on things when I'm in a state of overwhelm, Um, as I feel like it's easier to just like fall back into what's familiar, what won't surprise me, what I can predict, like Gilmore Girls. (laughs) But I think the key to a healthy balance of letting yourself be soothed by these things like TV shows, food, or music is by pushing yourself to also find at least one other thing during the day that you can incorporate into your routine just as much as these comforting things are. So that might be like knitting or reading a book or writing a poem or drawing or brewing teas or trying out a new bread recipe. This way you won't be necessarily swallowed up by your comfort activities, which I think can be wonderful in moderation. You know me, I'm absolute advocate for Gilmore Girls and Pesto Pasta when in moderation, but when these things take up too much of our time and when we let them sort of dominate our quote-unquote downtime, it makes it really easy for us to slip into self-sabotage mode and numb ourselves to our surroundings, which in excess can be really bad for us. So along these same lines of like letting yourself indulge in those comforting activities without letting them become self-sabotage-y, I've started this new thing. I mean, new for me. (laughs) This has been around forever. Um, But around the beginning of seasonal transitions, I'll make a Pinterest board and treat it like this ongoing vision board for what I want to welcome in that season. And I also really like to write in my journal before, during, and after seasons. Um, I'll sometimes just like even take like like once a week or once every other week um, to write down some of the themes, whether they're visual, emotional, or otherwise from that specific period of time. So it could be like what I wore, what colors I was drawn to, what foods I craved, what moods were my typical baseline. Um, and I just really liked how it helped me visualize the future of the season and also like reflect moment to moment what was really bringing me excitement and what was bringing me fulfillment. And so I kind of wanted to share some of my September to November notes. Um, There's not too many here, but just to give you like a little sneak peek, maybe some inspo if you want to do this yourself. So from September to November, these are just like randomly picked for my journal. Um, I wrote about dirty chais, messy braided hair, dark nail polish, deep pink lips, silver layered or mismatched jewelry, velvet, hand-holding, slow kisses, 
femme erotica, big hoodies, hiking shoes, chunky socks, maple syrup and coffee, morning granola, hot apple cider and whiskey, cinnamon, vintage horror movies, full fringe, charcoal drawings, knitting cafes, reading on the metro, kissing my friend's cheeks, sharing soup, and wood, pine, and cedar scents. And so obviously there's like a super fun and romantic aesthetic component of this sort of visualization, which can get a little slippery, you know, if we spend too much time in our heads and less time actually bringing these visuals to life in tangible ways. But I think it's really fun to get excited about the particular things that a season could bring from like types of drinks like the dirty chai (laughs) or activities like potlucks or fun outfits to wear. I think it's just a really sweet thing to get you optimistic and imagining and excited of what could come from this new season when transitions like this can often feel really overwhelming and really stagnant. So I think this vision board or like list of imaginings can act as a sort of ongoing grounding exercise and let you really intentionally reflect on what you want from this next season, what you can incorporate into your daily routines. And then as the season goes on, writing out some themes from the week or the days so that at the end of the season or month or whatever, you can look back and capture a bit of a visual of what your time looked and felt like. And what's kind of fun about Pinterest is like, Treating it as a vision board obviously has its limits, like Pinterest has its own aesthetic of, you know, all the like thin, very conventionally attractive white women in their skin tight dresses with their funky mittens and the very aesthetic, you know, cozy winter vibes that I have for sure come across and definitely, you know, get sucked into that trap of romanticizing that and even craving that in some ways. Um, But honestly, like if you deep dive and you like search for really particular things or even like when you click on one photo and then scroll under um, to see the suggested photos under that, you can open up a whole new realm of Pinterest that isn't all just like aesthetic, pretty, um, heteronormative looking kind of lifestyle. And so that's also been really fun for me to just like push the limits of what I assumed Pinterest would have to offer (laughs) Um, and do my own little exploration of like, okay, what am I drawn to? How much of it is conditioning and how much of it is me like wanting to look like these girls and how much of it is me like actually wanting to, you know, try that makeup look or try that recipe or see what I can find in my closet that might look like that outfit It just like I think is a really fun, playful site of inspiration and always has been for me. I think I've had Pinterest since I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12 and (laughs) going back to like my old pins is hilarious because it's just like the stupidest, the absolute silliest things. Um, I can't even think of an example, but you know, anyway, it's just like fun to, fun to reflect on like what I was once attracted to. What are the things that I once like intentionally searched what are the things that I felt the need to make boards for like I still have my dream wedding board which feels so weird and dystopian now that my feelings about marriage have shifted quite a bit um anyway I think Pinterest can be a fun playful site of exploration within limits I also think it's quite um reinforcing of this romanticization of life in the digital realm and then not actually like 
applying it necessarily to your life or getting so caught up in what your Pinterest life looks like that you forget to, I guess, exist in the real world. I know that was a big thing for me during quarantine. It was like an escapist sort of thing. And so anyway, you know, you you know yourself, you know your limits and you can play with it how you like, but it's just been a fun, fun visual thing for me um, along with my journaling, which I do pretty much every day. And so like it was just an easy thing for me to add at the corner of every other page, you know, like what did I crave that week in terms of food or what was I looking forward to for the next week or what did I wear? What kind of lipstick did I wear if I wore any? Um, what kind of books was I reading? That kind of thing. So anyway, that, I think that's just like a fun little thing that you can incorporate into your seasonal transitions to get you excited about seasons and also reflect on um, what seasons brought you once they're over. I thought I could also share the current visuals of my next season, or as my Pinterest board name calls it, is Winter Whimsy, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. Um, okay, so this is my current sort of like list or visualizations. Coffee with brown sugar, singing out my thinking, red lipstick, messy dark hair, black velvet, body hugging silhouettes, Meg Ryan movies, Greta Gerwig, sparkly eyeshadow, baked pasta, warm bread, clementines, mulled wine with clove, cinnamon, and orange peel, overgrown and messy brows, ravioli, red ribbon, candles lit everywhere, dried berries, coffee and pastries in bed, cinnamon buns, long morning snuggles, hand tickles, ice skating, cocoa with marshmallows, and community potlucks. So that's what I'm bringing in for this next season. That's what I've already started incorporating. And that's just like, I think for me, a really sweet way of setting intentions without necessarily setting concrete goals. Because I find as someone who is quite hyperactive, you know, I've mentioned I'm a big overthinker. It's hard for me to stick to goals and also hard for me not to beat myself up for not completing all of those goals in like a particular manner. And so this is just kind of like an abstract way for me to set the scene um, to get me excited about the more romantic or sweet or um, community-centered components of a given season. I would so love to hear any of your visualizations or if you have a vision board on Pinterest, I would absolutely love to see it. Um, maybe I'll make a little a little post on Instagram um, where people can share their Pinterest in the comments. I don't know if that many people use it anymore. I think it's such a fun place. I honestly prefer it to any social media app because there's not much of like an interactive component. And so it just feels like a fun little scrapbooking, collaging, digital universe of imagination. Within limits, of course. We know that Pinterest has its problems. <laughs> I wanted to end this episode by reading a small little excerpt from a poem um, by Jane Hirschfeld. Uh, the poem is called I Wake Early. And so I wanted to just like call back to that idea of slowing down, bringing in gentleness, slowness as we can. Um, you know, we all have different schedules and different routines and different things that we're obligated to. But I just wanted to like leave this poem with you. Um, and let it sit with you in whatever way feels best. I wake early, make two cups of coffee, drink one, think, go back to sleep, 
wake again, think, drink the other. Time here, lukewarm with milk and sugar, big and unset as a table. I wake twice. So I hope that poem sat sweetly with you. I hope that it gets you thinking about how you can incorporate some of that sweetness, some of that lukewarm, as Jane calls it, um, into your mornings or maybe into your evenings, wherever in your day you have a little bit of time to establish some routine that makes these transitional seasonal times a little bit easier on your body and on your mind. And I think this is particularly pertinent right now for all of my fellow uni students who are still in the midst of finals. I am incredibly grateful and really lucky that I finished mine. I handed my last assignment in last Friday, and so I'm officially done this semester, um, which I'm very, very excited for. Um, And also bittersweet. I loved my classes, and I was really, really attached to to my routine of um, knowing the people in my classes and my professors and what I was learning. And so, you know, it's a bittersweet time. But I am seeing so many people that are just, like, stressed and overwhelmed around me, and I totally feel you because I was there like 48 hours ago. (laughs) Um, And so I think that this poem hopefully will meet you at the right time and remind you that even though we're in this last stressful, overwhelming bit of the season, um, you still deserve time to rest and you still deserve time to slow down and let yourself actually breathe and not feel guilty for it. Um, You don't need to be studying 24 hours of the day You can manage your time in a way that allows yourself to still rest. And I just hope that after this, you're feeling some kind of new inspiration to slow down and let yourself just like be where you are um, while still, you know, studying for those exams and getting yourself ready to take them and finish all your assignments. But anyway, I just really value academia not stealing every little ounce of health and Um, contentment from from my fellow university students so anyway I'm wishing you all the best I'm wishing you a sweet snuggly week if you're not in finals congratulations go celebrate and if you are in finals congratulations you're almost there and you can almost celebrate and in the meantime just take care of yourself I'm sending you lots of love and I hope I get to hear from you this week at some point. If you want to reach out at the lily.pod on Instagram, send me your Pinterest. Let's have a Pinterest party. (laughs) Okay. I will talk to you soon. Bye.